Welcome to Heart and Hustle in Hamilton County, a podcast about the people, places, and policies that govern our local response to the COVID-19 outbreak here in Hamilton County. I'm your host, Jeff Aluto. I'm county administrator here in Hamilton County. And over the next several episodes, we're going to be discussing some of the issues, challenges, and opportunities Hamilton County faces as we battle a global pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So last week, uh, Bridget, we had on Greg Kesterman. Yes, it was our first podcast, and it was right when we, we talked, we took Greg back to February of this year when he started as the interim health commissioner. And then just a few weeks later, global pandemic. Right, right. So obviously, baptism by fire uh, for uh, new Commissioner Greg Kesterman, who's performed extraordinarily well uh, during all during all this time. So uh, we wanted to keep the conversation going this week on uh, on the COVID nineteen response, and in particular, so much of the response here in Hamilton County has been um, really governed by the county's receipt of federal funds. Uh, through the CARES Act. And for those folks who might be listening who don't know, um, the CARES Act was uh, the federal, one of the federal government's major responses uh, to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the CARES Act included, with I forget the, uh, the total size of the stimulus package, but one of the elements of that was uh, the $150 billion uh, coronavirus relief fund. And that, those were dollars that went directly out to state and local governments. Uh, the Hamilton County being a community over 500,000 in population was a direct uh, recipient of those dollars. So um, I can say that I think it was sometime in April, I got a, uh, an email from our budget director saying, hey, does anyone know why we had $142 million show up in our bank account uh, last night? And it was, the, uh, it was our receipt of those Federal CARES Act dollars. Uh, that we then had to start programming against uh, for the betterment of the, the community and responding to the, uh, to the pandemic. Uh, so we thought today, what better way to talk about the CARES Act than to have on uh, Assistant County Administrator Holly Chrisman, uh, who has been the county's point person on this response and on, um, and on putting together a program to use those CARES Act dollars. So Holly, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, so let's, like we did, Bridget, with Greg uh, last week, let's go back, Holly, I guess it would have been to, what, April, um, April or May this year. So we get the money in Hamilton County, and um, some jerk tells you that you're going to be responsible <laughs> for implementing $142 million of programming. How? So for, for perspective... The county's general fund budget is about $270 million, and most of that is programmed um, at the start of the year, and we know how it's going to be allocated to the sheriff's department, to the courts, uh, to board of elections, et cetera. Um, so this is you know, over half of our general fund allocation on an annual basis, and you got to spend it by December 30th. So how do you start thinking about that? How do you go about putting that together? That's a great question, and it's fun to think back to what seems like eight years ago when (laughs) we did get that money just dumped into our bank account. So what we did initially, um, after the excitement of knowing we had this funding, because we knew there was such a big need in our community for it, so we're so grateful for that, 
Um, so what we did, thankfully, for to our Board of County Commissioners, they first of all gave us very good direction on the types of broad categories for which they'd like to see this funding spent. So we relied heavily on their guidance, first and foremost. And then secondly, it was how can we bring a strong team together to implement and oversee these programs? Because some of these programs were brand new. Some um, we knew would be done internally by the county. Others would, we would need to rely on our partners. So we brought together our CARES Act team that we lovingly call our 142 team. And there's about, uh, about 10 of us that um, met and pulled together and talked through how best to implement the board policies. So what we did from there is we proposed to the board um, four buckets of programming um, to, to use these funds. And those included public health, vulnerable populations, community economic assistance, and of course, internal operations uh, for the county. And from there, we talked again internally and to our partners on the best way to divide those buckets into, into individual programs. So how many, how many programs in total? So you got the four buckets, but across the, across the range of those programs, how many programs in total is the county implementing through the CARES Act? Right about, right around 30. In so, terms of line items. So 30 total programs. And walk us through kind of the range of those activities. What, what, are, we, what are we doing there? Sure. So it could range from purchasing personal protective equipment. So we're fortunate to have a great emergency management agency. So masks, gowns, cleaning products, not only for internal county operations, but also for our partners. We also have funding available for testing services to expand capacity for COVID-19 testing. Um, homeless sheltering. That was one of our very first programs. You may remember um, in late March, early April, we received a call about the need to uh, provide distancing in their homeless shelters. So that was one of the first programs we kicked off was providing assistance to uh, shelters to provide hotel rooms. And that, that's such an important program right now, especially with the weather mm -hmm. changing uh, and making sure that folks vulnerable, of the most vulnerable, are in safe um, overnight accommodation. Correct. Um, we also, in, in terms of range of programs, small business assistance was one that kicked off pretty quickly because of, of the stay-at-home order. Rental assistance programs, um, which were so essential and continue to be. Arts and cultural grants. Um, facility improvements for county buildings to, to in order to put plastic barriers and, and, and sanitizing stations, as well as grants for public Wi-Fi of the remote learning for students. So it really was a very diverse group of programs to try and hopefully hit as many needs as we could. So when you're talking about all those 30 some odd programs, um, what can you, so it's one thing just to say, we did a small business program, uh, we did rental assistance. Um, what can you tell us about uh, the, the results of, of some of those programs? What, what, what would you want the average resident taxpayer in Hamilton County to understand about the, the good that was ultimately done with, with those dollars? Sure, I can, I would, I'd love to talk about the results of some of these programs because they are, I think, so impactful. So for example, our small business program, we allocated a little over $7 million. We provided um, grants up to $10,000 to more than 700 businesses. And these are small businesses, many of which were not or did not receive any other federal assistance. 
This was a fun program I also um, got to be a part of. And when you talk to some of these businesses and kind of um, talk about their stories, I mean, we had a ton of salon owners, uh, a ton of bars and restaurants, um, barbers who have been in the community for 20-some years that needed help. Uh, you know, it was, it was broad. It went through every community in Hamilton County. And it uh, basically just, you know, from, from sole proprietors, one, pe- one person uh, businesses, up to uh, 50 employees. Mm-hmm. So it was just a wide variety of businesses in this program. And such needed assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did actually two rounds. We did a first round in May and a second round we're just closing out right now. Uh, for the rental assistance program, so far we have provided rent or utility assistance to over 1,800 households. And those are thanks to, we have, I think, five partners helping us uh, get those funds out. Um, the, we also provided funding to those child care providers that were operating under a temporary pandemic license during March, April, and May. Essential to have those facilities open for our frontline workers. And we um, provided funding to 78 child care providers who were operating during that time. Because you can imagine they had increased costs. Uh, for social distancing, they had increased costs for cleaning, um, for to ensure that the, the kids that they uh, provide child care for were, were in a safe environment. Um, in terms of testing, we've done, I think, over 15,000 community tests over the past couple of months. So really strong results that we're seeing through these dollars. So in, in terms of all those programs, when you, when you think about back about this, Holly, so whether it's 10, 12 years from now, what, what's going to be the one program that you remember? Which one are, are you, I, I know they're all important, but what's the one that really speaks to you in terms of being really important to the community from what you've seen? This is like asking to pick your favorite child, Jeff. Okay, under, under, okay. Well, we, we all can so, do that, right? <laughs> so let me, th- I would have to say, if I had to narrow it down to just one, I would probably say the small business program. Uh, because these were some businesses that were, a lot of them were shut down. Yeah. In um, due to the stay-at-home order. And the, the, we know small businesses are the backbone of our community. They make our neighborhoods. They make our communities. They, they put money back into our local economy. And so to be able to provide some sort of assistance to them, I think, was, is probably the most proud. When you, when you think about that, is there, are there, we've talked about some of these in the past, but is there, is there any particular success story that, that, that stands out to you? We had um, a small business that we provided grant funding to come before the, the board to tell the story of, of her receiving grant funds. And it was Arabesque Dance Studio. And yeah. her story to show the impact that, I think it was $5,000 that, that, that they received. The impact that that had, not only on her, but on the students in her dance studio. And again, the community in which which she operates, I think was really impactful for everyone to hear and grateful that we were able to help her. Right. Yeah. I love this story because she is, she had a storefront yep. that was well known in North College Hill. And, uh, you know, it, that and the girls that she taught in her class were adorable. <laughs> I mean, Fox 19 picked up the story, uh, VXU picked up the story. Uh, it was just really neat to see um, dancers socially distance with some of the PPE that she uh, used with the uh, grant dollars that she was given. Well, 
Bridget, you, as Holly said, you got her on um, the board meeting in the past, right? Yes. So, I mean, do we have technology or not, right? So, um, if you do you have her contact information? I do. We can call her up let's, and see how she's doing right now. Hello. Hey, Kimberly Stewart. It's Bridget Doherty with Hamilton County. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for uh, picking up. We've got a, we're doing a podcast right now, and we're talking about CARES Act funds. And okay. we thought it'd be fun to, to check in on you. I know you shared your story with us early on uh, in this pandemic. And we wanted to, to ask you how you're doing with your studio and just talk a little bit about the, the grant that you received. So, Kimberly, can you give us just an update? How's business? Um, it's actually going really well. Um, we are catering to a lot of students who are doing remote and virtual learning right now. Um, so we have students that are logging on um, via Zoom to do classes and kids who are coming into class to do classes. That's great. In the early days of this pandemic, you received uh, the grant uh, a few, actually a few months ago. Uh, can you tell us yeah. what you use the grant for? Um, yes, so I used it um, to purchase PPE for all of our students. So all of them received masks, hand sanitizer, um, soap, and protective pouches. Um, we also used it to make sure our studio bills were paid, so our studio rent and um, utilities. And we were able to um, bring on additional teachers um, to be able to come and teach at the studio. Now, Kimberly, you have a targeted um, audience that you work with. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the neighborhood you work with and the kids that you work with? Yes. So we are based in North College Hill, um, and we take students as young as 16 months old all the way through adults. Uh, we've been recognized um, via American Ballet Theater as a Project CA studio. And what that means is um, we um, help train quality dancers of color. Um, dancers are typically an underrepresented, um, or African-American dancers are typically an underrepresented population um, in the arena of ballet. And um, we've been fortunate that American Ballet Theater trusts our studio to be one of those studios to train dancers of color and make sure that they are receiving quality sound technique education. Kimberly, this is this is Jeff Aluto from Hamilton County. Uh, th thanks for being on. Um, oh, you're welcome. Uh, one question for you. So, if, if you could talk a little bit about, uh, I think what you do is is just such a, a great thing and such a great business. I think, I think so many people that go through the North Side uh, or North College Hill area know exactly where where your business is. Um, but the the children coming into your studio now, whether it's in person uh, or virtually, um, what are you seeing in terms of just the the need uh, from these kids to continue to have a connection uh, with something that was that was pre-COVID? I mean, it just I mean, it's yes, it's important that we keep businesses open, um, but in this particular case and in so many other cases, I think it's just really important that that we continue to have something for our kids to connect with. And so, what what are you seeing there? Uh, in terms of the need from from kids to continue to have these experiences, um, well, I, I'm also fortunate that I am the social worker um, for North College Hill School District. Um, so I see a lot of students who are home working virtually, and they really do not have any other contact with the outside world. 
Um, I'm seeing, I'm doing a lot more referrals for students um, for counseling um, that are dealing with depression. And I think a lot of that is just them being stuck at home. Um, so one of the things that we also offer at the studio is dance therapy. Um, we work with a couple agencies in the community um, and provide dance therapy to, to students. Um, and they're in classes with all the other students. No one knows that they're there for a special program. Um, but just to be able to see the change in their attitudes and their demeanor and their personalities, being able to, whether it's come into the studio um, and be face-to-face -face with the teacher or be on the computer and have that face-to-face -face with the teacher and other students has been tremendous. Um, some of the students have reported doing better in school. They bring me their report cards so that I can see what their grades are looking like. Um, and there's definitely been a change since the beginning of the school year. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thanks for sharing your story and thanks for, you know, keeping, uh, staying in touch with us and letting us know how it's going. Oh, you're very welcome. So what does the future look like for you? Um, right now we're preparing um, just in case we may have to close down again. Um, I've, we've purchased um, tablets and TVs for all of our instructors. Um, they're currently using them in the studio because we do still have a few students who are working um, on their dance lessons from home. Um, to be able to Zoom so that they can see all of the students at one time and the students can see the, their classmates. Um, but we're planning just in case um, we will continue as normal, whether that's from the computer or we're fortunate enough to be able to stay in the studio. Thank you so much, Kimberly, and thanks for all the work that you're doing in the community and, and uh, you know, definitely all the best and, and we'll stay in touch and, and we wish you and your business you know, safe and happy holidays. Thank you. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks, Kimberly. Uh -huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's, that's really cool. And that's, it's neat that we were able to get a hold of her, first of all. So uh, one another test passed, uh, I guess, on, uh, on Heart and Hustle here uh, on, the, on the podcast. But, uh, Holly, from your perspective, I mean, you, you do the, you're doing this program. You've been doing it now since April or whenever. I know... When I leave the office, you're typically still here. You, mm -hmm. I know you're doing this on the weekend. Um, this is kind of a 24-7 thing mm -hmm. for you. Um, and I know how much work goes into that, how much administrative work goes into that, whether it's you know, the, the rigors of just the budgeting aspect and the, and the legal aspect and con contractual issues. Um, uh, how much does it help to hear from, from people like this who where you can actually hear the results. Because a lot of times in government, right. you don't get a chance to really see the results of the work, but it, I would assume it would be rewarding for you personally to hear the results of, of how, the, how these dollars have been spent what, and how people have benefited. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when you're knee-deep in contracts and, and budgets, like you said, you, it's nice to take a step back and realize the impact of, collective impact of, of so many of our county employees and partners and the impact it's had. So it's, it's so rewarding to hear that. And that's exactly why with Kimberly, the, the small business program has been just a, a darling for us is because of the impact it has, as you heard from her, not just from her, but for her students as well. So yeah, we do hear and we have received quite a few thank yous um, from individuals and organizations that have been recipients of these grant funds. So it does, it does help to um, counter those, you know, sleepless nights or, or long days for our team. Yeah, and, and so you, we, we heard about an example of the small business program, certainly, but um, 
looking now towards the future a little bit, and we're not quite certain where things are going. Now, we're in a period of time where um, we know that a vaccine is going to be rolled out here pretty quickly, and I think everyone is is hoping and praying that um, that vaccine rollout will lead to a, a quick recovery um, for the health and economy uh, of the country, but we're not quite certain where this is going. So, Holly, when you think of the, CARE, of the CARES Act program that, that you have implemented, where are you most concerned in terms of what you have, where you have seen needs that, if continue to be left unaddressed, are going to be problems uh, in 2021? Yeah, there are, there are a handful. Um, first and foremost, testing, I think, is, is crucial to, to, to getting us through this pandemic. Um, secondly, I would say is rental and utility assistance and, and mortgage assistance. We're going to need that into 2021. Um, I also think small businesses, additional relief for small businesses, many of them, as we are asking people to, to hunker down, again, given the spike, many of our small businesses are seeing drastic declines in, in customers. And so I think we do have to recognize additional relief for, for our small businesses. Um, those are the three off the top of my head. I would also say food insecurity um, would add that to the list as well. Those are, those are my top four that that I know we need relief on into 2021. Yeah, and we know we've heard um, local and and national stories about uh, food insecurity, food deserts, et cetera, and the degree to which a lot of food pantries have been been really stressed uh, during this this time as well. So as we think about where we go into 2021, um, we know there's been continual, uh, continued conversation at the federal level about additional aid uh, to assist. We know that the challenges that you just mentioned are not going to uh, suddenly come to an end on December 30th, 2020. Uh, What are we hearing at this point in terms of the likelihood of additional federal aid? Well, there is currently talk in Congress right now of additional, there's a couple bills, I believe, from my understanding, being tossed out there. One would have additional funding for state and local governments in 2021. Uh, the other, I believe, does not. And then, but from my understanding, both of them have an extension of the, of the December 30th deadline, which we are very hopeful that we would have something um, passed, we, we hope, by next week. Um, because if we don't have the extension, we have things we have to do in order to spend the rest of this funding. So just for some clarity on that. So when you say an extension, that would be an, an the ability to extend or to to spend the dollars that we received, the 142 million, to expend those dollars past the December 30th deadline. Correct. Which right now, with that deadline, uh, we are um, running very fast to make sure we get all these dollars uh, spent in, in areas of need mm-hmm. uh, in the community, and that if we had the, a little bit more time to do it, we could um, we could be a little bit more deliberate and have a little bit more time to think through how we get these dollars out. Yeah, and I would even use the example of uh, some of our programs, we have funding encumbered. So our testing program, we have a, a large amount of money in, um, tied up in that, rightly so, and we don't want that to end on on December 30th. We have money to continue the testing program into 2021 um, from our dollars that are allocated right now. And to, to have that potentially go away on December 30th um, just does not make any sense at all. Yeah. Right. I mean, same with staffing, you know, with the health department, uh, 
ramping up with contact tracers, Correct. all of that. I mean, that is, um, that's funded by CARES Act dollars. And those contact tracers are going to definitely be needed in 2021. So it's, it's a major national conversation that's being had right now. In fact, uh, Jeff, you were in the Washington Post on this very conversation um, talking about the need to extend this. Yeah, and, and it's just absolutely critical. And there really is no, no reason. I mean, there is the conversation about additional money. And I know that's a conversation that's, that, that can be difficult, um, although I can't think of any better purpose right now than to spend money for the reasons that we've been talking about here. But even if the federal government was not going to do that, simply extending the time by which we can use the current allocation would seem to be the simplest thing possible uh, that can be done. You're not spending any more money than what's been allocated, and you're giving communities uh, the the chance and the opportunity to, to ensure those dollars get to where they really need to be. Correct, um, Holly. So before we before we uh, sign off here, um, first and foremost, thank you mm-hmm. for everything that you've done on this. I probably don't get a chance to say it enough. So thank you for everything you've done in putting this program together for the county and for the residents of Hamilton County. Bridget, thank you as well because you are, have been a huge part of this also working side by side with Holly on a lot of it. But I know, Holly, there's a lot of other team members you have out there. So um, who would you like to give a shout out to um, in terms of some of the folks that have, that have helped you with this program over the past uh, three quarters of a year? Well, sure. Well, first, I have to, again, thank the board. Jeff, you, you've been a, a, a wonderful sounding board. And of course, Bridget. Um, but our CARES team is, is a diverse group of, of folks from different departments, all who had their regular jobs. So I just want to stress that. So our CARES Act team includes um, Brian Walmsley with Planning and Development, Burt Watts with Facilities, Michelle Baltz and Ali Kodadad with Environmental Services, uh, the entire budget team, um, uh, Jen Ketter, Rob Wagner, Lisa Webb, John Bruggen, um, Melanie Augustine with Emergency Management Agency, and I can't forget the crucial and critical help that our prosecutor's office uh, in particular, Cindy Fazio have provided to make sure we're we're doing things as 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 required per per the CARES Act. And then we have had a, quite a few other departments and folks just jump up and jump in where needed. Joy Pearson with Planning and Development has been critical with our rental assistance program and nonprofits. J- Job and Family Services has jumped in headfirst in quite a few of our workforce development programs and rental assistance. And and of course. Um, I can't forget, you know, um, Teresa and Lisa and Jackie and Leslie for making sure that a lot of the, the information is shepherded through to the board to get things passed. So it's just been a wonderful uh, example of amazing teamwork and really hard work over the past several months. And I couldn't be more grateful for the folks we have working with the county. Yeah, sometimes the, the, the biggest of challenges give you the opportunity to come together as an organization uh, and really show the organization's strengths, yep. and those are most pro- most oftentimes it's people. Yep. So, Holly, thank you. Um, and I just want to, uh, as we sign off on this episode of Heart and Hustle, just want to remind people to subscribe to the podcast, and we will continue conversations on Hamilton County's response to COVID-19 in the coming weeks. So we will look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Heart and Hustle in Hamilton County. Thanks for joining us today.